This is LAC Online Church in Perry, Ohio. We exist to love God and love people. For more information about our church or ministry activities, please visit lakeeriechurch.com. Now here's today's message. Turn your Bible to the book of Psalms, chapter 118. Book of Psalms, chapter 118. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, and I'm actually going to read the whole chapter, if that's okay. The book of Psalms, chapter 118, is almost in the exact middle of your Bible. You have the book of Psalms, chapter 117, shortest book of the Bible. Book of Psalms, chapter 119, longest book of the Bible. If I told you I was going to read Psalms 119, you'd probably throw stuff at me because it would take literally most of the service. But we're going to be reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 118. And I'm starting with verse 1. Like I said, if you don't have your Bible or you don't have the NIV, it is up there provided for you. Thank you so much to Olivia and our media team, Josh Rios, holding it strong right now, running sound. The live stream. Give it up for Josh Rios and Olivia Shaw up there. <laughs> and welcome those of you who are watching live stream. Lacey and Nora, if you're watching, go to take a nap, like Mommy says. I'm just kidding. It's not even nap time yet. Book of Psalm 118, starting with verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. We can literally stop reading right there, say amen, and be done. Give thanks to the Lord, for his love, for he is good. His love endures forever. Verse 2, let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. Let Lake Erie Church of God say, his love endures forever. Thank you. Just became a part of the scripture. When hard pressed, verse 5, it says, when hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Praise the Lord for that. Amen. The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. Praise God that we can trust in the Lord. The Lord who never fails us, we can place our trust in him. Man, is this mic on? I feel like the church just sees the... Come on. <laughs> it's on. Yeah, I, they sound men hate it when you do that. Verse 9, it says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. Verse 13, I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand has lifted high. The Lord's right hand, let's reiterate, has done mighty things. I will not die, but live. I'm going to speak that over you right now. I will not die, but live. Yes. I will not die, but live, and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day. You could preach a whole sermon series just on verse 18 there. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter 
and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it in this very day. This very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. For the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in his hand, join the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. And verse 29 says this, give thanks to the Lord, for, his, for he is good, and his love endures forever. For those of you who haven't caught up on your Bible studies there, we just read an entire chapter of the book of the Bible, so you may not have to do it this week. So there, congratulations for 29 verses. I'm just kidding, obviously. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much once again for your presence that's here with us this morning. I pray that you would just lead and guide these next few moments, Lord God. As I said, Lord God, we surrender any plans, any purposes we have to you. And I pray that you would just navigate the rest of the service, Lord God. Continue to do the work that you've already done. We will not fail to give you praise and thanksgiving for it. And let the church say, amen. Amen. Let me start off this morning by congratulating each and every one of you. You may be wondering, why are you congratulating me? Well, the reason why I'm congratulating you is because as of this moment, we have exactly 18 days, 13 hours, 25 minutes, and 12 seconds left of 2020. You've made it safe so far. Go ahead and clap. Give yourself a pat on the back. You've made it safe so far. How many of you are thankful that the year 2020 is almost over and you're looking forward to what God has for you in 2021? See, Karen's got both her hands raised. She even nudged John and told him to raise his feet, is what she said. Ready for 2021. Man, we have faced, I don't have to tell you this, but we have faced so much this past year. We have faced so much. And the reason why I'm reflecting on this year is because I'm not going to be able to preach again until 2021. But we have faced so much this, year, this past year, and it's literally enough stuff that probably most of us would never have gone through again in our lifetime, Right? Obviously, you have the situation with COVID, and who would have thought back March, and we'd still be dealing with this and all that kind of stuff. You have what has happened with the election cycle. You have all the tension that's taken place. You, you have the Browns that are 9-3. and three. Who would have thought that would ever happen? Praise the Lord. I'm about ready to do a holy huckabuck up here just to praise God for that. But the year 2020, we've seen so much. We've encountered so much. Like I, tell the, like I like to tell the youth group, take a deep breath in. Everybody take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Listen, you've made it. The Lord has been with you. That's awesome, and that's a reason to be thankful. And that's what we're, the, the title of this sermon series is today. Like I said, we're, we're concluding the, the, the thankful series, and my title is called A Reason to Be Thankful. If you're anything like me, it's really hard to take the time, especially during this year to think about what you're thankful for. And that's why we decided to actually do this series, The Power of Thank You, when Bishop Isaacs decided to do this series, is because, yeah, it's great, it's around Thanksgiving, but it's now important, more important than ever to focus on being thankful for what God has given us. 
It's important for us to focus on being thankful. And despite all that is going on around us, we can be thankful for stuff. Over the last month, I have purposely challenged myself. I've actually talked about this in some of my high noon prayers. I purposely have challenged myself that in the midst of all that is going on, to think about what I am thankful for. And growing up, my family and I, actually the time, at, and maybe some of you guys did this too, the time after Thanksgiving through Christmas, we would take some time, whether it be during the morning, afternoon, evening, and each person in my family would take a moment to say, hey, this is something I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for God, or I'm thankful for whatever it was. My mom and my stepdad, my, I'm thankful for the jobs that we have. I'm thankful for the house. We took the moment to say what we are thankful for. And I actually want to do that exercise here with you this morning. So Joe's actually going to help me out. Got the mic there, Joe? Joe is going to give a couple of you an opportunity to state something that you're thankful for. What are you thankful for this year? Don't worry. The microphone has been disinfected. Joe has put on sanitizer. He's putting on his mask now. I feel like I'm walking him through the process. He's got the microphone. He'll hold the microphone for you. All you have to do is simply raise your hand, and I want to hear what you're thankful for. Somebody want to go first? I'll go first and give you time. I am so thankful that after several years, like I already said, the Browns are 9-3. and three. What's up? That makes me excited. Maybe it doesn't make you excited. If you're a Steelers fan, we're praying for you. What else are you thankful for? Somebody tell me what you're thankful for. Don't everybody go all at once. Just raise your hand. Something that you're thankful for. Alexis is going to go. Alexis, 60 seconds. I have to still preach my message. Okay, you got it. The word of the Lord. Amen. The word of um, the Lord. I am thankful for my, all four of my children, but I'm very thankful for my three living children. And I say it every day. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Somebody else, what are you thankful for? Just raise your hand. What are you thankful for? I thank the Lord that I'm still in my right mind. That you're still in your right mind. Amen. Somebody else, what are you thankful for? Pastor Jerome. You know how to use one of these? <laughs> 60 seconds start. Go ahead. I'm thankful for, because January... Put it this way, before January, some of you don't know this, and if you listened to the noonday prayer a couple weeks ago, I finally came out with it and told everybody that I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And some of you didn't know that. Um, I kept it kind of hidden, but I went through biopsies, and nothing has changed, nothing has grown. It's caught early, and God is good. He has healed me. And then in January, I had a heart attack and had to have bypass surgery. But look at me now. I'm standing here in good health. Uh, a couple weeks ago, thank God. Amen. Thank Amen. God. Um, <laughs> this has been a crazy year with COVID and everything else. My wife lost her job, but we were able to give more than we have ever given since we've been members of this church. God has not forsaken us. We've been able to plant seeds. And I'm telling you, God has shown himself to us and our family. We've been able to bless other people. And I'm, I'm telling you, God is a good God. I went back and had another report done, another biopsy done two weeks ago, and everything looks great. He said, just keep praying. We're not going to do any treatment, anything like that. We're going to keep everything under surveillance. So God is good. He is a healer. He is a Amen. provider. Amen. He is a way maker. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Something, a reason to be thankful. Somebody else have a reason to be thankful. Back there, Sister Leah. Thank you, Joe. You're doing an awesome job, buddy. Oh, 
Oh, well. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I am very thankful that I had a beautiful baby grandson born this year. Th throughout all of, the, all of this um, pandemic and everything, we had a beautiful baby, and he's healthy. He was born premature. We were scared. We thought, well, we might lose him. We might lose my daughter. But God intervened, and I'm very thankful for that. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Somebody else, reason to be thankful. What are you, what are you thankful for, Sister Karen? Just simply the presence of God during difficult times. Amen. Presence of God during difficult times. Sister Stella, go ahead. I'm thankful for, even though I lost my son this year, in the beginning of the year, I was thankful for to God that for these two babies that my granddaughter gave birth to the twins and I said this is the year of my double portion and I don't care what the enemy says I'm thankful for my double portion and I'm going to receive a double portion amen amen sister candy is that your hand up sister candy oh you're great thank God <laughs> I thought it would never happen <laughs> I, you know, I'm thankful for a lot of the little things that never get seen. Things like eyeglasses that you have the availability nowadays to see with. Electrical wire that has done beauty, light, and helped everybody out from hospitals to homes to, to the elderly to new babies that are in incubators. There are so many things that we could look at in our homes and around our lives that God has given this generation he's never given any other generation and I'm thankful that I have to remember to be thankful for it and to let it continue on and be a world to other people amen amen if it wasn't for technology that would have been difficult to have church the last year anybody else anybody else want to state excuse me what you're thankful for sister Marva Anthony, I'm thankful for so much you can't even tell it all. I'm thankful that I'm here, that I can see, that I can hear, that I can praise, and that I can worship him. And I thank God for being in a place that I could worship, worship him freely. And I thank God for his confirming word, that he never leaves you nor forsakes you, and that he's always there in his mercy and his grace. I'm just thankful for everything. Amen. Amen. Let me just say I'm thankful for your worship, too. Seeing you up here with the flags and everything, the expressions you have of worship is very inspiring. So thank you so much for that. Last call. One more person. Want to give thanks. Joe, you got the mic, buddy. I can't take it from you. So That was your bad. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, uh, it's going to sound crazy. I'm thankful for 2020. It's been one of the, what I could look at as one of the worst years of my life. But I don't look at it that way anymore. When I was going through some stuff, I, I did. It's actually one of the best years of my life because I know God has plans for my life. He plans for my kids. He loves me. He loves my kids. He loves everybody here. I'm a changed man because of what I went through this year. I'm better off. I just can't thank God enough for everything he's done in my life. Amen. 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 Yeah, just go ahead and push that microphone. Take that. 
Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much, Joe, for helping out with that. Yes, it is a, isn't, it, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that we could encounter a year like we've encountered, right? A year like probably none of us obviously expected it, but they're saying one of the worst years in history. Yet, Sister Stella, you could sit there and say, you have double portion of blessing on your life. Joe, you could say it's the best year. Alexis, you could be thankful for your kids. It's, it's amazing to think about how if you would just take the time. And that's why we've been doing this series, the power of thank you. Yeah, the power of thank you, it makes you a better person. It, it gives you perspective. But it's important for us to take the time, no matter how bad things may appear, no matter how much it may seem like the enemy's trying to distract us, and, and it's important for us to take the time to say thank you. And listen, if you're here this morning and you can't think through this year and you can't think about reasons why you're, ex you're thankful, let me give you three. Let me give you three reasons why you should be thankful. And they're actually outlined here in the book of Psalm, chapter 118. The first one is that you should be thankful for God's love. How many of you are thankful that God loves you? Tell you what, I'm thankful that God loves me, that whenever before I became a Christian, that he pursued after me. And even when I became a Christian and I went my way and all that, he continued to pursue after me because he loved me. In the verses 1 to 4, and this, the theme of love is actually carried all the way throughout the, this, this chapter, but specifically mentioned in verses 1 to 4 about how no matter what, his love endures, what, forever, Right? He mentions several groups, the psalmist here mentions several groups who need to praise, but then he eventually says, those who fear the Lord, praise God because his love endures forever. Forever is never-ending, right? Do you believe that? Forever, never-ending. That means when things are going good, what? His love endures, right? Do you believe that? I mean, I'm not. when things are going bad, what's that mean? His love endures the reason why is because it, God just loves us so much. That means when, when, when we're going through the terrible situation, maybe of perhaps losing a loved one, or perhaps maybe you're going through a situation where this past year you lost your job, or you were wondering how in the world the finances were going to come in, or how in the world uh, you, you were going to get by from day to day. The one thing that remained consistent is that God's love endured. God's love endured. It endures forever. Now listen, just because God loves you doesn't mean you always get what you want. You believe that? Seasoned saints in here, you want to say amen because you probably can agree. Just because God loves you doesn't mean he's standing there like the big giant Santa Claus in the sky telling you, hey, this is what you want. You're going to get it exactly the way you want it. God loves you and he gives you what you need. Even in the midst of a terrible situation, God loves you. Even in the midst of what has happened in 2020, God has loved you. Maybe, though, there are some of you who are thinking, well, God doesn't love me. And God has turned his back on me. Have you seen what, God, what has happened in my life? How in the world could God possibly have let that happen? And the enemy has tricked you into believing that God does not love you. But let me just come by and tell you this morning that the enemy is a liar. The devil is a liar. The Bible talks about how God loves us so much that even yet while we were sinners, he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross for us. While you were sinners, in fact, those who were crucifying Jesus were spitting on him and, and doing all that stuff, but yet he still loved them enough to die on a cross for them. God loves you. 
Don't let the enemy trick you into believing, Joe, that God doesn't love you. Even though there may be people who don't, don't let them trick you into believing that he doesn't. God loves you. And that's something to be thankful for. That God, the creator of the universe, knows exactly who you are, Sister Jeannie. He knows exactly who you are. He knows every prayer that you've ever prayed. He knows every word that you've ever said of affirmation to somebody. Every scripture that you've read. Every lesson that you've taught. He knows and he loves you. He loves each and every one of us. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to be thankful for. And it's important for us to thank, thank you so much, God, for loving me. While I was yet a sinner, you loved me, God, that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for us. The second point, we need to be thankful for God's help. Thankful for God's help. Verses 5 to 18 talks about this. We need to be thankful for God's help. In the next set of verses here, the psalmist explains that the, the different types of opposition he had been facing. He uses very honest language here. He talks about how he's being hard-pressed. How many of you have ever been hard-pressed before by the enemy? Where you felt like, man, I cannot. Have you ever been to a cider mill? Anybody ever been to a cider mill? Right? There, only if, Christina, you and I, let's just talk, me and you right now. <laughs> Apparently nobody else has. No adventurers here. But if you go to a cider mill, uh, uh, Brant's is one here in Kingsville that we, we grew up going to. But if you go to a cider mill, in order for the cider to happen, what, they have to press the apples, right, to get the, 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 the juice out of it, the cider out of it. And sometimes that's what our lives feel like. We're being pressed, pressed, pressed. And when we feel like, man, that's all I could take, you're being pressed more. You're being pressed more. You get another phone call. You get another, uh, you, you tell, your boss tells you that, hey, we can't afford to keep you on anymore. You, get a, you, you, you learn of a loss. You're just, you're just like, you're getting pressed to where you feel like you can't be pressed any longer. That's what the psalmist is talking about. Maybe uh, he talks about how he's surrounded by the enemy. How many of you have ever been surrounded, quote, unquote, by your enemy? Where you feel like no matter where you turn, no matter where you go, boom, the enemy's there. I'm not talking about a physical enemy. And if that is the case, we'll pray for you, and hopefully your enemy's not here because we don't want any fights breaking out. You know what I'm saying? But surrounded by their enemy. That's what he talks about. And maybe swarmed like bees. Now, that's pretty harsh language. Have you ever been in a bee swarm before? Man, you guys need to get out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time when my oldest brother, we were younger, um, probably, I don't even know how old he was, probably 12, he was probably 12, we lived in an apartment complex, and there was a tree outside the apartment complex, and it had a bee's nest in it that would form every spring, and my brother, what he would try to do is he'd go out and he'd try to kick the tree, he'd kick the tree like three or four times a day, thinking, hey, the, the tree's strong enough to keep the, the bee's nest up there, right? Most, you'd think it would be. Well, one day, my mom kept telling him, don't do that. The bee's nest is going to fall, and when the bee's nest falls, the bees are not going to be happy. They're going to come out of the nest, and they're going to sting you. Well, <laughs> one day, my brother went out there. He gave a swift kick to the tree, and it must have been the right spot on the tree. The bee's nest fell, but it didn't fall on the ground. It fell on his head. <laughs> fell on his head. If you ever seen someone be Pentecostal before... That's what it looked like. He was screaming, saying all sorts of things. I never heard my brother cry, but I think he cried, but he couldn't understand. He was, got, had welts all over his head and everything. The swarm of bees would die. He literally took off, was running. I've never seen him run so fast. And the bees were just chasing him. 
he was consumed by a swarm of bees. And sometimes, that's what life feels like, right? The bee's nest has fallen, James, and the bees are swarming around, and they're stinging your head. You can't see, but they keep stinging you anyway. But maybe you shouldn't have kicked the tree, James. <laughs> that's enough from you, Alexis. But the swarm of bees, that's what he uses, vivid language like this. This sounds like a man who is literally going through war, and that war was taking place. Yet no matter what happened to him, whether it be the bees, whether it be hard-pressed or surrounded by his enemy, he was able to maintain the perspective that God was helping him. And we need to be thankful that no matter what we went through this past year, no matter what we go through this next year, that God is going to help you. That God is, like we talked about, going to go before you and go all around you, and he's going to help you in any situation you may go through. Listen, just because he's helping you doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Just because he helps you doesn't mean you're going to not face heartache or not, you're just going to be floating through life and all that. That's, if I told you that, I'd be lying to you. But he promises us that even if you're swarmed by bees or you're surrounded by your enemy or you're going through what you're going through, he's going to help you. And sometimes when he helps us, he does so before we even know it, Sister Ina. Before we can even think about it, he's helping us. He's helping us. I have some time here. A couple weeks ago, I, uh, is it right if I share? Uh, we're, it's almost 11, so you guys are here. I love you all. If, if Sister Pastor Naomi gets mad, just tell her it's Joe's fault. Uh, but a couple weeks ago, this is what I'm talking about, the Lord helping you even when you don't expect it. A couple weeks ago, we, it, was, it was a warm day. It was two Saturdays ago from this past Saturday. Two Saturdays ago. Uh, Katie and I took the girls out for a bike ride. And we're like, okay, uh, it's warm enough. We're going to go out for a bike ride. I took the dog out for a walk. We came back in. I told Katie, I was like, uh, Katie's my wife. I was like, Katie, do you think I should put the bikes in the shed or, or what? She's like, well, let's just keep them out in the garage so that way we can, you know, if the girls want to go for another bike ride, if it's warm, we'll... We'll, we'll let them go back for another bike ride. Well, the only problem is our garage isn't huge, so I had it in my mind. I was like, well, let me just hang the uh, bikes from the ceiling. My uncle did that growing up. He always hung them from the basement ceiling. We don't have a basement, but we have a couple spots in our garage where we can hang them. So I found this hook that I had. It actually came with one of the girls' uh, uh, car seats. I found this hook. I put it up on the ceiling, and as I was going, I had, I had Lacey's bike in one hand and a stepladder. We have two separate step ladders at home. We have one that if you do it, it just naturally clicks in place. Then you have another one where if you do it, you actually have to push a lever down to lock it in place. I thought I grabbed the one that just naturally locks in place. You shouldn't be laughing, guys. This hurts. Sorry if I share that. Are we good? So I thought I grabbed that one. And as I had the bike here, and I had the ladder, and I stepped on the top part of the ladder, put all my weight on it. The ladder collapsed like this. And I bashed my head off of a metal rack that we have in our, our, our garage. I was going to bring pictures to show you, but it would be way too graphic. I, I didn't, I, like, you know, whenever you get hurt, you naturally just, like, you just have that natural reaction. Like, whoa, that hurt. I reached up and grabbed my, and there was a little bit of blood. And as I was doing it, blood just was, you know, in my hand. I go into the bedroom. Katie's in the bathroom. She's like, Katie, if you know Katie, she's the type of person who just tells you to put a little dirt on it and you'll be all right. <laughs> How many of you guys have a wife like that? Don't raise your hand if your wife is in the room. 
Well, Katie's a nurse. She works in surgery. She has more care for her, her, her patients than she does for her own husband. All right? I love you, dear. <laughs> They're watching. Oh, God. I'm going to your house. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, uh, we're scrambling. We're trying to figure out what to do. Katie tells me, like, obviously it needs stitches. All we have in the house is to put a paper towel on it or whatever. And she calls up her boss at work. This is a Saturday. She calls up her boss at work, and she's like, okay, it's on his face. Uh, he's going to need stitches. Where should we bring him? Should we bring him to the ER, or should we bring him to, like, a meta clinic or whatever like that? Her boss is like, she works at the Chardon Surgery Center. She's like, her boss is like, just give me a couple minutes. Her boss calls the doctor who does plastic surgery on eyes. They're in the sur surgery center. He's in the woods with his wife, celebrating having just been recovered from COVID. He's in the woods with his wife. He comes out of the woods, meets me at the surgery center, and stitches up my eye. And as he's doing this, listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. God keeps you protected when you don't even expect it. As he's doing it, I had, a, I had a gash here above my eye and a gash right below my eyeball. It's actually still there. As he's doing this, this is what he says. He's like, man, you are so, this is an eye doctor. He's like, you are so incredibly blessed. A couple, little, a, a little bit closer, you would have lost your eye. You would have lost your eye. And, I, and I, when I went home, I, I, it literally gave me the chills. I couldn't even sleep that night. I went out into the garage, and I was looking at what I fell on in my eye. Hit my, I was like, I cannot believe I didn't lose my eye. I cannot believe I didn't damage my eye in any way. He did the stitches. Did, he's like, your, your vision is perfect. I was like, okay, well, since my vision is perfect, can you do a little bit of plastic surgery to make me look a little bit better? Is that possible? He said no. <laughs> but the Lord was watching over me, even in the midst of a tragic situation. And, and I went back to get the stitches out a week later. The doctor, another doctor's like, man, it's amazing that you didn't damage your eye in any way. And I was like, but God. But God. It was because God was watching over me. Maybe you had a story like that. Maybe you haven't had a story like that, and you've, you've encountered a situation from a different perspective. Maybe when you haven't had direct intervention from God like I did. But let me just tell you whether you've had direct and direct intervention or indirect intervention, God still helps you. God still helps you. He's preparing a way for you before you even step. Before I even took a step on that ladder, he went before me. And he was protecting me. And he was helping me. And listen, I just wanted you to, to know that as the psalmist proclaims in this section, that because the Lord is helping you, because he's with you, you're going to live and not die. You can take refuge in the Lord and not be afraid because he's helping you. Every step of the way, he's helping you. Even when it feels like it, he's helping you. When it doesn't feel like it, he's helping you. And you need to take courage in that that he's helping you. How many of you are thankful for the Lord's help? Maybe you have a situation like that. Why don't you go ahead and praise the Lord and be thankful for the times in which he's helped you. I love you, Katie. You're my girl. You got to be thankful. Oh, she's texting me. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Got to be thankful for God's love. You got to be thankful for God's help. <laughs> Anybody got a Christmas present I can give her here? Take this tree home to her or something. <laughs> got to be thankful for God's help. And finally, and Pastor Drum, if you want to come on up, closing with this. 
We're thankful for salvation. Thankful for his love, thankful for his help, and we're thankful for salvation. How many of you guys in this room here this morning can boldly say that you're thankful for salvation? You're, you're thankful for God's salvation. You're thankful that when he did help you, yet while you were struggling, yet while you were being a nincompoop like I was, he was still helping you, and he offered you his son Jesus to die on a cross for your salvation. That, that's why the passage says that you're going to live and not die, because no matter what happens in this life, if you have salvation, yes. if you have a relationship with the Lord, you're never going to die. Yeah, you may physically die here on this earth, but absent with the mind, the body, automatically present with the Lord. And if you have salvation, that's a promise that God has given you. And we need to be thankful for that. So often, I think that we just take for granted the fact that Jesus came, Jesus died, and we re read about it at Easter, and we talk about how Jesus was born at Christmas, yet we don't think about the full ramifications of the fact that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for your sin. And he doesn't say, hey, you need to jump through all these hoops to accept that. You just need to willingly accept that. Jesus is your, your salvation, and he give her, gives you that free gift of salvation. And we need to be thankful for that. Look at all the other religions of this world. There's a lot of them where you have to literally memorize this book, do this thing, do that thing. do. And even in the Old Testament, that's, they put a whole bunch of hoops in the way in order for you to be able to receive salvation, receive forgiveness of the sin. But then Jesus steps on the scene in the book of Matthew, and he, I'm, done. I'm, I'm the ultimate sacrifice for your sin. And as a result... You can have salvation. We need to be thankful every day for the salvation that we have. That we don't have to place our trust in man. That we don't have to place our trust in principalities or systems or whatever that the case may be. That we can place our trust in God. He's our ultimate salvation. He wants to, to save you. God is preparing. He, he's, even before you were born, God was preparing you. Like I talked about with these kids that came up here. Listen, that, that was just the first step in the journey. God has salvation for them. God wants them to walk in that salvation. He wants us to walk in that salvation every single day. This gift of salvation is being extended to us every single day, and we need to be thankful for that. Because you know what? We don't, who are you? Who am I? Without God, I'm just a sinner. Who, am, who, who are we? But God extends his gift of salvation to each and every one of us. I still remember when I first accepted Christ as my Savior. <laughs> a long time ago. It was a while ago. Pastor Lamb was our pastor. Many of you know Pastor Lamb. Great man. Love that guy. This is what he, this is what he told uh, me. He said, the devil was taking you down a road that you didn't want to go down, and he was intending to keep you longer than you wanted to stay. But God stepped in. And said, you don't have to go down that way anymore. But God stepped yep. in and said, hey, I got a different way for you. But God stepped in and said, hey, you don't have to go towards death any longer. I have life for you. I have a gift of eternal life for you. You just have to simply accept my son Jesus. Accept the free gift of salvation that he has for you. We need to be thankful for salvation. Raise your hand if you're thankful for salvation. Raise your, you just got to praise the Lord every single day. Don't take it for granted. Thank the Lord every day for salvation. 
Thank you for listening. Lake Erie Church is a multicultural Pentecostal church located in Perry, Ohio, about 30 minutes east of Cleveland. We would love to have you for a visit sometime. For more information or to connect with our team, please visit lakeeriechurch.com.